are now entering on bar audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. It's a special one. It's a Wednesday upload, which is gosh darn bizarre for us. But it's me, your boy, the host, Jay Kizzle, the Wizzle, John Kearns, next to me, not next to me, again, for the second week in a row, is my trusted companion, the one and only. Tim Farley, what's up, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Why the Wednesday upload, you may be asking? Well, it's because uh, AEW comes out on Wednesdays, so if we put it out on Saturday, it wouldn't make much sense, would it, Tim? Not at all, <laughs> not at all. And you know how uh, mainstream primetime cable companies like to throw uh, little things out at times. So if we were to do this last weekend you know there might have been other announcements and such yeah. we are here to preview and predict aw dynamite grand slam and the two hour special rampage yes. on friday preview because as the cards stand right now 11 30 p.m on tuesday september 21st so if anything else is out there don't bitch <laughs> yeah and, uh, you know, this is the first uh, wrestling event, I believe, in Arthur Ashe. St- uh, is it a stadium? Yeah, it's is a stadium. It arena? Yeah. And uh, it's a big deal. There, it, these are two stacked cards, and it, it has a feel. It has the feel of, uh, of a pay-per-view or maybe, like, their fight for the fallen type of thing. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to do this. Because, yeah, we love AEW. We love AEW. And I'd reckon to believe AEW loves us. Well, it has not been confirmed nor denied yet. But, uh, Tony, if you could start returning my phone calls, that would be greatly appreciated if you're watching this. Um, uh, You want to just hop right into it? Do do we want to give any... Yeah, man, what's going on on Wednesday? What's going on on Wednesday? Well... First up on Wednesday, we're going to talk about Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Brian Pillman Jr. Now, John, this all started when they went to Cincinnati and MJF uh, said some very harsh things about Cincinnati and Brian Pillman's family, bringing up things from Dark Side of the Ring. And uh, he called Bethany Metheny and stuff like that. Brian Pillman has been trying to get back at him, uh, but Wardlow has been standing in the way each time. Uh, MJF always kind of sneaks around and then finds his way back in. Um, Griff Garrison has gotten involved, but to no avail. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. cut a hell of a promo last week, which... uh, was kind of unexpected. His promo skills are getting better, I'd say. Um, they're in New York. Is MJF... Here's a question for you, John. Yeah. Is MJF established enough for Brian Pillman Jr. to beat him in Arthur Ashe Stadium? Hmm. Because that's the that's what it comes down to. Do, do they want to to pour more into MJF and have him go over in New York, or do they, do they think that MJF is already made and they want to start building Brian? Well, I think at this point you can make the argument either way, but I'm going to make the argument that he is established enough for Brian to go over. Um. Uh, MJF this year alone has, I think, two or three victories over Chris Jericho, who's a top three. star. Three. Three victories over Chris Jericho, who is a top star in the uh, company, as well as a legend himself. Um, MJF is the hottest heel in wrestling today. Uh, second, maybe only to Switchblade Jay White. And... Uh, <clears throat> Brian Pillman is 
or BPJ, as I like to call him, has really come into his, his own as a face and has started to come into his own as a single star uh, with Griff out of the picture currently. I'm not still not entirely sure why Griff is out of the picture right now. Um, I don't think he's hurt. What do you mean? He, huh? he, got, he got involved a couple of times. In this feud with MJF? Yeah, he's tried to help out whenever Wardlow and MJF were beating on him and stuff. Oh, my. Okay. Well, well, there you go. Uh, so, Wardlow will be at ringside, I'm sure, for MJF. And I would hope that Griff is at ringside for BPJ. So, uh, yeah, I think Brian goes over this time. I think Brian shows the AEW uh, faithful more than he's ever shown before. I think he gets over in defeat. I think MJF coming off the loss to Jericho, he does not lose in New York. All right. But I think, I think a lot of fans will cheer and respect Brian Pillman Jr. more after this match. Yeah, similar uh, similar to how they responded to Orange Cassidy after being defeated by Pac. And similar to Punk and Darby, similar to Jungle Boy losing in that battle royal to Phoenix at well, the and, end. Um, losing that match against Kenny, too, Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's not it's not bad if you book it right. So, and AEW has booked most things correctly. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to say MJF wins, but Brian Pillman Jr. comes out looking better than he did before. All right. So, that's one for BPJ, one for MJF. Let's move on. Let's talk about FTR uh, with Tully Blanchard, of course, taking on the team of Sting and the uh what they call him the the emo face paint daddy uh sting and uh his son protege darby out darbus alice darbus alice yes <laughs> um i am torn i looked at this picture for a while plenty of times and uh you know, Cash is coming back from that injury, and they've been on a tear since. Um, Tully has said some harsh things about Sting. Uh, you got you got the rising star of Darby Allen. You got the legend, the icon Sting, um, and you have you still have. 2.0 around somewhere. Yeah. And, and um, Daniel Garcia, I'd assume. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, like, you know, shit. I think I Good. think that we Oh man, I don't know. You answer first. I, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm torn I'm gonna, as fuck. I'm, I'm going to answer by asking you a question. Do we think this could lead, uh, with everybody involved going on, could this lead to uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, or just 2.0, or just Daniel Garcia joining the Pinnacle? Hmm. Well, on the media scrum after All Out, Khan was asked about Daniel Garcia, and he said that they have an agreement going on. We know the 2.0 is signed. Garcia is not signed yet. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I do not think the Pinnacle needs any new members. I think it would be a little bit too big if yeah. they took another tag team in or like 2.0 or someone like that. They could use someone like Daniel Garcia because he's he's very technical, but then where does Sean Spears go? So well that's true. I don't I don't think that. But 
I don't they get involved. Possibly. And I I don't think like I don't want to say I don't want Sting and Darby to lose because Darby just lost to Punk. Yeah. But this is still just dynamite, right? Right. So and I don't think FTR should be losing a match yet. No. Uh, with all the stuff that Tully said about Sting as well, uh, let's say Tully's messing with Sting, gets his attention, FTR double-team the shit out of Darby and get the win. Something like that. There's going to be some type of – they're not going to win without uh, – you know, nefarious underhanded tactics. And whether that's 2.0 and Garcia getting involved, whether that's Tully taking away Sting and, and, and FTR double teaming Darby, I don't think FTR is losing. And where it would head, I don't know. Because you have this, this idea of Tully and Sting wrestling again, but what does this do for Darby? Uh, Darby... Darby's already wrestled Sean, right? He's he can't wrestle FTR by himself. Um, who else is there? MJF, obviously, he has a a problem with Brian Pillman Jr. right yeah. now. Who's to say that that match will be the last match in their series? Um, if it is, maybe they put Darby against MJF down the line. Uh, I just, yeah, uh, I'm, ma- ma- maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe that's it. Maybe what happens is uh, is like you know the screwy type finishing, but Darby moves from Sean Spears to FTR to Wardlow for a bit, and then once MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. are done, MJF addresses the thorn in the pinnacle side, which is Darby Allen. I can see that, but uh, as it currently stands, I'm going to agree with you and say that FTR wins. And I'm going to say that the pinnacle um, moves on from Sting and Darby. All right, let's talk about the good doctor, Pittsburgh native, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on the winner of the Women's Casino Battle Royal, uh, getting her prize, which is the shot at the AEW Women's World Championship. Ruby, 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 Soho. Now, let me ask you something, John. We haven't had an AEW. We have not had a title get hot potatoed between two people yet, right? Yeah. Like, we had Nyla and Hikaru Shida feud but that wasn't, like, constant. It was long and drawn out. Nyla would go away for a while. Sheeta would do some stuff. Nyla would pop back up. Oh, I'm still your biggest rival. Now, before last week's Rampage, I was completely set to say this is going to be a great match, but Ruby's going to lose. Right now? At this moment, I think this might be the first hot potato in AEW. Yeah. Maybe Ruby wins. And then at, what's the next pay-per-view? Full gear? Maybe full gear. Yep. No, uh, then if full gear, maybe the good doctor wins it back. Or before that. Uh, or maybe there's multiple women involved. You know, we, we're seeing... We're seeing Jamie. We're seeing Re- Rebel. We're seeing um, uh, Riho and Chris Statlander around. Yeah, so, and you know Thunder, uh, Thunder Rosa definitely still has her eye on that boat. Yeah, but but in in the, the picture we're looking at yeah. right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be ballsy. I'm going to say Ruby Soho Ruby takes wins. the title. Yeah, and you know, it could be, if you want to instantly set up that rematch, uh, if you want a reason for the rematch right away, have Ruby pull the tights. Have Ruby do something a little... Oh, no, uh, she's too good. She's too good. I mean, I know, I know, but like... A better way, 
a better way would be Jamie and Rebel coming down and like just destroying her. Yeah. Just destroying her. And Britt taking the belt back after Ruby has won it and saying, no, you can't have it. And then this yeah. like leads to like a whole thing, you know. But, you know, without saying anything like that, my pick is Ruby. Yeah. And I wasn't saying the pull the tights thing to have Ruby turn heel. That'd be idiotic. But I mean, like she has this like punk rock sort of anarchy air about her. So she could do a little, little something like, eh, gotcha. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if Britt tries to distract her. Like, like if Britt tries to cheat, have Ruby one up her sort of Toriano style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like if uh, Britt tries to cheat, she doesn't get away with it. <clears throat> Ruby cheats in return and wins. Yeah. Possibly. All right. So who's your pick? Uh, Ru Ruby. I said we agree. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about the one that I'm looking forward to, and I think we agree on how this is going to go. It is the returning American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, against the, uh, let's see, he doesn't have a nickname yet. I'm going to give him one. The Father of Darkness, Malachi uh, Black. The leader of the House of Black. The leader of the House of Black. Which the, patriarch. the Patriarch. The Patriarch, yes. Of the, the Patriarch of, of the House of Black, Malachi Black. I'm going to say this right now. If Cody goes over, it kills Malachi's momentum, and Malachi will not be a main eventer in AEW. Yep. Malachi must win. Yeah. And I don't care how it happens. Mal uh, yeah, Malachi has to win this one. And this isn't saying that Cody Rhodes can never beat Malachi Black. It just, I don't think it's smart business wise to have it happen now. Um, Cody totally and, agree. Cody and Malachi should be AEW's next long, drawn-out feud. Yes, and much akin to, like, Nyla and, and Sheeta. Yeah. If Malachi beat... When Malachi beats Cody, let them separate for a while and let it come back later. Uh, but you cannot let Cody win because it will just kill the momentum that Malachi has right now. Yeah. And Malachi and has only been in the company for a short time. Yeah. And he has three or four shirts on pro wrestling tees. He has possibly, probably the great greatest interest at the moment in all of wrestling. And he, they know what they have in him. Yeah. And it's if, obvious. And if, and if, and if Cody wins, then they're going against their own logic. Because if Cody wins, then Malachi Black, to me, is not in a main eventer in AEW. And where does he go? It, it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. It only makes sense for Malachi to go over Cody to put a nice uh, bow on top of this Malachi taking out the, the, uh, uh, the night Nightmare Family story that they have. Right. You can't you can't wrap up the gift and not put the bow on it. <laughs> exactly. And of course we're rounding out the dynamite segment of this episode with a non-title match, which is why it's happening on TV and everybody's like, oh it's too TV why why is there a free TV? Not a paper. Uh, I don't see I don't see that it? at all, John. Oh, all I, I, I see is excitement. I mean, yeah. Well, you're probably on Twitter more than you are on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I stay. I go on Facebook wrestling groups to post our episodes, and that is all. I do not look at them at all because 
Facebook fans are the worst fans of the IWC. Yes. Uh, I mean, there are some Twitter fans that are just absolute appalling and disgusting human beings. But, you know, you can mute, you can block, blah, blah, blah. When you're in a pro wrestling group on Facebook, you can't get away from a certain person or certain people. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, Facebook has the block functionality, but it's convoluted as shit, and nobody has the time. Well, first I'd have to friend the person or something. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Fuck it. No, you, you can block people that you aren't friends with. But, oh. of course, we're talking about the AEW world champion, uh, reigning, not defending, Kenny Omega, against the American dragon, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson uh, wrote a very, very nice uh, letter slash article called Thank You, WWE. This man has main evented WrestleMania against Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton. He main evented SummerSlam against John Cena. He has been, he main evented WrestleMania as the heel against Kofi and got booed hard. He He's, it, the when they went to Seattle during the Yes Movement, they took over the show. Uh, but Brian Danielson has said, and this is in that article slash letter, that this is the big, this yeah. is the match that gives him the biggest feelings, and. He said he's watched, he's wrestled Kenny Omega a long, long time ago for ROH uh, in a triple threat match when Kenny was very young. And Kenny has developed into one of the best, if not the best, wrestlers on the planet. And Brian Danielson, you know, uh, you could talk, you could ask almost anyone, he's one of the best of our generation, if not one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Um, this match is going to fucking rule. And there's only two, two ways this match can go for me. One, Brian wins, and it sets up a title match. Or two, ends in a time limit draw which may set up a title match yeah do i like the idea of brian danielson jumping to the front of the line instead of getting some wins under his belt it's very unlike brian danielson to do something like that no it's not yes it is I'm surprised he hasn't made. I, I, I'm surprised he hasn't made something a, a triple threat match yet. <laughs> he's a workhorse. He's a workhorse, <laughs> is what I'm saying. But uh, AEW knows what they have in Brian Danielson, so it makes sense. Um, I'm just realizing yeah, that this I'm is looking, tomorrow night. Just makes me, yeah, I'm super fucking excited. I'm looking at this not as Daniel trying to jump the line. I'm looking at this as purely a gentleman's contest. <clears throat> what else are you looking at it like? A match that's I talked gonna, a lot. A, a match that's going to blow the fucking roof off the building? A match that might level New York City? <laughs> I mean, true. for God's sake, it's, it's the match. Right. I mean, if you're a New Japan fan, if you're an ROH fan, if, if you're, you're a WWE, WWE fan, yeah. if you're a WWE fan, if you're any any type of wrestling fan, you should be. If you're in New York, you should be wanting to be and there or there, or you should be watching this match. This this match. This is the match. Is fucking talk. But you're right, John. When you said it at the beginning. It is fucking crazy that we're getting it on free television. Like, that that's absolutely mind-fucking-blowing. And that's why I think it's going to be a time-limit draw. Yeah. But even so, what a way to do it. I mean, 
Kenny Omega, you could make the argument he's the king of the time limit draw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, mean, I mean, like, or do you think, do you think they're going to fuck us a little? Do you think they're going to have the elite fuck around? No, or because, do you think no? Because, because a, there's no, there's times that, no because AEW isn't run like a dumb is isn't run the way WWE is. Sometimes it happens, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And when it really matters, it doesn't really happen. And I think this really matters. Correct. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you were saying, if you're if you are a wrestling fan that has been closely following res- wrestling within the past decade, maybe even two decades, I might go. Um, this match has been at the top of your fantasy card. This is a dream match. And it's happening tomorrow night. Well, happening tonight. Technically. Because that's when this is going up. But, right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, seeing the match graphic still makes me think I'm looking at Tom's Customs on Twitter. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a shout-out for you. But yeah, man. Uh, time limit draw. You said time limit draw. Uh, I don't want to pick either, so I'm going to agree with you and say time limit draw. That does it for the Dynamite Grand Slam edition. We're going to move on now to this Friday night. Talking about a little bit of that Rampage. The first two hour thing, special. Two hours special. Hopefully it goes well. I really hope it does. Um, is it still? Yeah, it's still starting at 10, so it'll be over midnight. So, little long for the fans in the building, but if you're a mega fan the way AEW fans seem to be, you're not going to give a fuck. <clears throat> We're going to talk much. about... huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I wish I was there. I wish I could be there. Uh, the men of the year with, uh, with uh, Dan Lambert in their corner. Oh, boy. Golly gee, can't wait. Against Chris Jericho and Jake Hager of the Inner Circle. The MMA God, Jake Hager. Yeah. I mean, he's undefeated. Uh, <laughs> um, you're not going to like it, but I'm picking the men of the year. Uh, it makes more sense, doesn't it? It makes sense for the men of the year to go over here. Like, I, I understand why you don't like Dan Lambert, and I never liked him, but he is bringing his best but for I Tony get it. Khan. I, I get it. He's bringing like his it, best for it. Tony you Khan. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy is cutting better promos than he ever did in Impact or MLW. Uh, the only thing that I don't understand, and it's kind of okay, uh, is that they bring these MMA rep fighters, but they don't use them. And, like, I can't name you all of them, but I know that Junior Dos Santos is with them, and that's a – if I know a name, that means they are pretty big. So, you know, you got Hager here with the MMA experience. Maybe you have the men of the year go over. Maybe Hager takes exception. Maybe it leads to Hager versus Dos Santos or someone I down the say, line. I know uh, Tony Khan spent money on that MMA cage, and he's kind of got to get his money's worth for it. So I think we could definitely see some more MMA fights on uh, on Dynamite or Rampage. Cause yeah, I'm I'm sure they still have that cage. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, I mean, Jericho just came off beating MJF. So, uh, you know, I just... And it's not like he's going to be put into a title picture. And Ethan Page, they haven't even scratched the surface with what Ethan Page can do, especially as a heel. 
putting him with Dan Lambert is okay for now, but like the guy can have his own stable and be a leader. Uh, I don't know that they need another stable. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm saying that's how good of a that heel he, he could can be. be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm going with Men of the Year in this one. Yeah, as much as it hurts me, um, you know what? I'm going to say Men of the Year is going to go over, but I do want somebody to actually hurt Dan Lambert. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, we have room for shenanigans in that match. It, it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, like I said, you got those MMA guys. Are they going to be ringside? Because if Probably. so, you got an... You got an MMA fighter in Jake Hager, and you got a guy who uses a spinning back elbow as a finisher in Jericho, and 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 a tough guy to boot. You know, he he whooped Goldberg's ass. He he got in Lesnar's face. The guy's yeah. not afraid of shit. Yeah. So, and uh, at the same time, you uh, on the inner circle side, you have two uh, two psychotic Latinos. In Santana and Ortiz, that could yeah. fuck some people up, and you got Sammy Guevara who could run over people with his golf cart. Let's go. <laughs> what if Mike Tyson came out to ha have his back, dude? Honestly, it would make a ton of sense in this scenario, and right. like, I'm sure. And if I'm Mike Tyson, I'm itching to get back on that AWTV because it just. It just looks like fun doing shit like that, doesn't yeah, it? Get, yeah, <laughs> and it probably pays really well. Yeah. But yeah, we are going to move on from this. We're going to talk about uh, Anna Jay, the queen killer, going up against the super bad girl, Penelope Ford. Good feud. Very good. I like that I like they're... I like that they're... Uh, not just having one woman's feud on the main shows. I like that, uh, you know, I like Tay and Anna, Ty and Anna, yeah. and I like I like Penelope and the Bunny. Um, Anna Jay's first singles match? What's that? Is this first, is this Anna Jay's first singles match back? I think so. Hmm. Uh, Honestly, I don't know. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I'm no. She's no. This isn't her first singles match back. But um, hmm. <laughs> I think Anna's gonna have a very strong showing. I think Evil Uno's gonna come down to show support. I think Alex Reynolds is gonna come down to show support. I think it's going to mess her up, and I think Penelope Ford's going to win. Yeah, and I'm going to assume that Ty and the Bunny will be at ringside for this. Right. I don't so, think this is the end of the feud. No, not at all. But yeah. And that Dark Order storyline, you know, Anna's back, Ty's there, uh, that needs to be fleshed out more. Yeah. Uh, Anna, Anna needs to to bring negative one in and, and be like and he needs to be like if my dad were here he whoop all your asses in the in the shape so get it together you little bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah uno and reynolds costing anna j this match should i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go as far as to say that it should happen and it will, and if that happens, it will be the beginning of them seeing, um, oh, we're being so stupid. What are we even doing? And it'll start bringing them back together. Either that or Anna's going to peace. Whoops, and they're going yeah. to be super sad and in their sadness come together. And one if, or the Anna, other. if Anna leaves, one, they can't tell John. Two, <laughs> two. Uh, if Anna leaves, Stu might leave. Like, so many ways that this match is going to progress that Dark Order thing. It's genius, the way that they're doing. Great. 
Alrighty. Oh, baby. We're talking about the super quick. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks taking on Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole, baby! Said that he was going to super kick Christian Cage's head off. Uh, he made his statement known uh, whenever he super kicked Jungle Boy at All Out. Uh, he beat Frankie Kazarian in a very good match. Um, the super clicks back. Man, uh, fuck. Uh, Jungle Boy is going to get a big pop. He's going to do some great things. Luchasaurus is going to do his thing. But. You don't, most of the time, 99% of the time, you do not bet against the Young Bucks. Yeah. Especially if they're with Adam Cole. Baby. I'm saying the super click takes us. And I'm saying the cage eats the pin. See, I was going to say Luchasaurus eats the pin. That's... One or the other. Yeah. It ain't gonna be jungle. It ain't gonna Boy. be jungle Boy. And uh, it's or if it isn't Jungle Boy, maybe after the match, you know, they triple super kick Jungle Boy. Yeah. Like they 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 really target him, and then we have a proper singles feud between uh, Jungle Boy and an Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Yes, yes, Adam Cole and Jungle Boy in my opinion, is the money feud coming out of this match. For sure. I just feel so bad for Luchasaurus because he's just really good. I mean, I, I do too, but I think that Luchasaurus is in a spot where he understands. The gimmick holds him back? No, 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 no. I don't think the gimmick holds him back at all. I think the gimmick makes him very popular with the kids. But I don't think he's a guy that expects to be world champion or expects to be a TNT champion. Like he knows if, if I'm, you're in the game, if you are in the game and you don't want to be world champion or, or whatever, I'm, you should not be wrestling. You have no clue what I'm even saying. I'm saying Luchasaurus is a man that understands his position. At the moment, yeah. Yeah. Luchasaurus yeah. is, is a man that is focused on putting shine on Jungle Boy. Right. What I would like to see is once Jungle Boy kind of – it's going to happen inevitably. Inevitably, it's going to happen that Jungle Boy breaks out on his own and is a singles wrestler. At that point, we need to take the mask off and we need – Judas Devlin, or whatever they want to call him, to be a singles wrestler. Uh, whatever happens with Marco Stunt, I don't know. But, yeah, the gimmick is good to get people excited for Jurassic Express. It's good for the kids, this and that. But the gimmick holds him back professionally. Yeah, but... Like, like I said, and, I don't but know right how, now, like, right now, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. But whenever Jungle Boy goes off on his own, Luchasaurus, the character, has to end. All right. Uh, I don't see it that way, but that's why we're two different people. But I am in agreement that the Super Quake is going over. Let's talk about the Lucha Brothers teaming up with Santana and Ortiz, taking on Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. You go ahead first. I will go ahead first. Um, I think the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz need to go over here. Um, I don't think you're newly minted. AEW tech, World Tag Team Champions need to be losing a match right now. 
and Pri Private Party, The Butcher and the Blade. The Hardy Family Office makes zero sense. Correct. I'm kind of over it. Absolutely. And The Butcher and the Blade need to be with Malachi. However, Correct. that happens. This is how it happens. Lucha Brothers and Proud and Powerful win. The Butcher and Blade lost the title match. They lose this match. They blame Matt Hardy. They defect. Somehow they end up in the House of Black. Also, after the match, it's not going to be a heated exchange. It's going to be a res out of respect. Proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz are going to save the match for the Lucha Brothers and get the win. And they are going to be in the ring, raising each other's hands. And they no. either take the proud and powerful, either take a mic or you could just see them talking. And they point at the belts and you see the Lucha Brothers not. And that sets up, sets up that match or whatever. Or maybe it doesn't happen here. Maybe we see more of a build and things do get heated. But this whole thing is going to lead to two, hopefully, two things. Proud and Powerful versus Lucha Brothers and yeah. uh, uh, Butcher and Blade leaving for House of Black. Honestly, yeah. every, everybody, the whole, like you said, the whole Hardy family office needs to end. Uh, you know, if I don't know how they feel about Jack Evans, but they should be pushing Angelico as a single star private party, like we said with the White well, Hot Tag podcast. If anything, when we did party, the post show, yeah. they 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 should be faces again. They, they they were they were such good faces with this Harley family office thing. They're just kind of getting lost in the shuffle, and I don't like that because they're both very good. Yeah. And, Year um, one in AEW, Private Party was a very integral part of the tag team. I saw Private Party defeat the Young Bucks live in fucking person. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> yeah. And for them to be just in probably, yeah, in the worst faction in AEW, it's a disservice. I understand that Matt Hardy has a great mind for wrestling. Um, keep him on BT. Keep him in the back. Keep him as a creative guy. We don't need. We don't need this. And I, mean, and shit, I don't know if can, anyone wants it. And you, you can let Matt manage people without giving him a faction. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Hardy Party was all right. Hardy Party was very all right. But yeah, Lucha Brothers, Santana Ortiz are going over here. Um, it's going to lead to Proud and Powerful versus the Lucha Brothers full gear. And after this, we have the rest of September and all of October to make that happen. So I don't feel any type of way about it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Let's talk about our uh, second to last thing we're going to talk about here. <clears throat> Lights out match. Lights okay. out tag team match. So this is going to happen after the last thing we talked about. Yeah, but the last thing we talked about is being talked about Baker. last for a reason. Yes, <laughs> I know. I understand. Although, I mean, Suzuki being on Dynamite again is pretty fucking huge. But we got Suzuki and Prince Archer representing Suzuki Goon, but maybe not officially, but we know. <laughs> Taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Who one fan on Twitter suggested we call them the Stray Dogs? I like that. I like it too. <clears throat> that ties uh, in with something Eddie Kingston said. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be bloody. Oh yeah. Uh, John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki love violence. Eddie Kingston, uh, you know, came from the streets. He loves violence. Lance Archer and John Moxley have a history of death matches. Uh, Texas death matches, rather. Uh, this is a lights-out match for a reason. And uh, hey, man. do you actually get a winner? 
That's that's my question for you, John. Menorah is there Suzuki, actually going to be a Minoru Suzuki needs practice for October twenty third when he fights Nick Gage. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, my question to you is, is there a winner? I don't know. And I, I don't know that there has to be. I mean, it's very intelligent to put this on when they're doing it. Friday night after 11 p.m., they can do pretty much whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, not for the faint of heart. I will say that. If you have a weak constitution... Go to bed after pumpkin hops. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if we get a if we get a ending or if like if Rampage just goes off the air. But if we, I have to pick, who's gonna win? Archer and Suzuki needed more. Yeah, but Suzuki's not staying with AEW. No. But Archer is. So yeah. I guess if I have to pick a winner, I will go with the Stray Dogs. Uh, but I would not be upset if you know there was too much car. If there if there was too much carnage, they were all down, and it was like right at the like you know eleven fifty nine and a half. You know what I mean? And Jim Ross, or not Jim Ross, but like Excalibur or someone. Wouldn't it or be Jericho? Nuts? Hold Go. on. Hold on. Wouldn't it be fucking nuts if it was Tony? Khan, yeah, yeah. Not your money. <laughs> oh, yeah. If Tony um, Khan comes down and is like, hey, yo, we, no, no, no more. No more. <laughs> right. I was going to say, like, they lead off the air, like, all four men are down and we're out of time. You know, something like that. And that um, would lead to some mwah, chef's kiss Twitter footage. <laughs> right. Um so yeah, that's that's what I I I would want to happen. If I have to choose a winner, I'll pick John Moxley and Eddie Kingston because yeah. they both are AEW talent. Cause like and Lance, who knows? Lance you said Lance Archer is staying in AEW. Yeah, maybe under contract, but you know, you got all this stuff going on with yeah, Japan Strong, and blah blah blah. And Kingston is likely at some point soon heading into a program with Miro. Hopefully. 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 Well, actually, now it looks now like right now it's going to be Sammy. It, it looks yeah. like it's going to be Sammy, but Eddie still needs Eddie, gold. Eddie, Say Eddie it. Needs, gold. Eddie needs a title. Eddie needs the TNT title. He was never eliminated from that battle royal. <laughs> All right. Powerhouse Hobbs with Hook. Send Hook. And they did. Against the cult of personality, Sam Punk. Sam Punk won his first match back at AEW All Out against Darby Allen. Uh, Sam Punk did say that he wanted to wrestle Hobbs. Taz was right whenever he said that, and everybody tried to play like they didn't know what they were talking about. Hobbs put Punk through a table. Uh, on Dynamite, we're going to get an interview with CM Punk, and if it's in the ring, you bet your sweet ass that Team Taz is going to be there, and uh, I don't know if Punk has any allies. Darby and, and Sting will be caught up with FTR that night. so. Yeah. Uh, it might lead to another ass beaten for Punk. Uh, and if that happens uh, on Rampage, he could be coming in hurt or, you know, kayfabe hurt. Mm -hmm. um, this match will differ greatly than the Darby match uh, because Powerhouse Hobbs is a different wrestler and he's going to have people at ringside uh possibly more than hook you know there's ricky starks there's taz yeah um i 
Will Hobbs wins due to distraction shenanigans. or yeah. shenanigans. And uh, it's not the end for whatever, Punk whatever and Team Tess. Whatever happens here, it needs to lead to Punk versus Hook one-on-one with no distractions. Because Punk should be Hook's first match. I'm going to say it. Like, people have been saying Punk needs to fight Hook since he arrived. And, like, the fans want to see Hook in the ring. And I'd bet money that Hook wants to be in the ring. And I'm sure that Ricky Starks and Punk want to wrestle each other. So, like, yeah, I'm standing by what I said. Hobbs wins due to shenanigans. Outside interference. All right, man. Well, that just about does it. I'm pretty fucking stoked for AEW, the main shows this week. Um, You know, Armbar Audio has a lot going on. Uh, You saw on Twitter and other social media that we sponsored CFU Rise of a Champion. It was a great experience. We're going to be putting our name on other things. Um, You know, we got Inside the Indies. There's another show in the works called Strong Stylings, talking about stardom in New Japan. And we got the G1 going and this and that. But next week, we are... are Coming back with a segment that all uh, you all probably thought was dead, which is 6 and 60, and we're going to talk about New Japan. We're going to talk about Sardom. We're going to talk about GC-Dub. We're going to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about whatever. So yeah. tune in for that. Wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. Peace and love to all of you. Bang! Bang!